selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to steal a moment for yourself before the week ahead. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Celebrity Book Club. Ah, Trish, will you do my back? My pale Canadian skin is not used to this California sun. Sure, Cindy. What's a fellow playmate for, if not for putting lotion all over your sexy back? Oh, thanks. Yeah, and really rub it in. <laughs> I wonder if Half is watching right now with his little spyglass. <laughs> He's so cute. Last night, he surprised me with a new little teddy. It was so romantic. Uh, I'm so jealous because, like, I just want to get more food and more gifts and, like, make more intimate porno videos, like, inside the secret rooms that are within rooms within Hef's larger compound area within the mansion. I feel like I've only been there once and, like, he just gave me this pair of heels that were see-through plastic and had diamonds in them, but I can't even get to the diamonds. That's really romantic, though. And here's the thing, Trish, like, you'll get there. I think you actually just need to be forward and show Hef that you're actually really there for him. Maybe tonight at the Midsummer Night's Dream Party, you can surprise him in a really sexy way. Huh, that's a really good idea. But, like, what would I do? Like, how am I going to show him that, no, I have the brains and the beauty and the spunk? Please, touch my tits. They're way smaller than yours. Ugh, but I'm so jealous of how small these are. Like, they're just, they, they're so perky on their own. Mmm, they taste really good. I put this new strawberry cream on them that's been stocked in the, our central bathroom. And I rubbed it all over my nipples. Oh, wait, that's a really good idea. I should wear, like, a balsamic glaze bikini tonight. It'll be, like, really sugary and sweet and show off my Italian heritage. Mamma mia, I wish I was as cultured as you. I know that's going to work on half. And then I'll pull, like, a baguette out of my secret place. And he'll be like, wait a minute, you're so European. That sounds like an amazing plan. And I'll make sure to tell the other girls that you have this plan and we'll give you guys some alone time. Shannon, that's like just really, really thoughtful. And if anyone else wears a balsamic bikini tonight, <laughs> we'll throw them in the pool. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> You're so fun. Finger me. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, hey best, best friend. Friend. My best male mm. friend. 
ones. Mmm. Hey, hey, my juiciest, juiciest little bunny. Lily, you know what I miss? Your huge tits. <laughs> I bet you do. Curling up to them, just getting in the middle of them, feeling like mm, mama's pillows. <laughs> yeah, I would just love to rest my head on those big, soft pillows after a long day at work as a freelance journalist. <laughs> <laughs> as a freelance Copywriter, advertiser, copywriter. <laughs> I was like, damn, I need a pillow. <laughs> Tuft and Needle brings you now D's. Um, can I tell you something? It's not nasty. It's, bodies are bodies, and we're going to talk about bodies in this oh, episode. Yes. So I was at the gym yesterday, and I do feel like it is that thing where it's like, so the why, it's very like, go whichever, you know, dressing room or whatever locker room you identify with. Oh, wait, they're having such like a gender paragraph next to the bathroom? So it's not a big paragraph. It's, it's small, but it's like, yeah. So I am going into the women's locker room because it'd be so random to go into the live <laughs> men's the locker men's room. room. <laughs> but it's like, obviously, I am like observing. You're you're women's. fully jacking off. So, yeah. <laughs> and I saw this like butcher lesbian with these like massive taws. Yesterday, and I was like, damn, it is crazy that I used to like be that just like full ass pillows. Right. It's like it's you, it's become so natural to have the flat chest. You forgot. You totally yeah. forgot. I mean, I, I I don't forget, but it's kind of seeing those kind of more seeing that person's representation of their self more, you know, reminded me of myself. And you're like, that's so random. Just these big old. Did you hunkers. tell her that? You're like, sorry, I have to say this, but your tits are random as hell. <laughs> Sorry to, um, can I just piggyback on your conversation here? Any, Spe- <laughs> speaking ping- of tits. <laughs> speaking of tits. So um, we read we an read unexpectedly book. iconic book. <laughs> yeah. You know, and this just came about, you know, because some weeks, right, it's, of course, Harry, you know, yeah. and some books that say, oh, this iconic celebrity in their ridiculous book. And then sometimes you just come upon a book. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're like, who is this? Um, and then you're like, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, she's really fab and like has this crazy life, and she's kind of random as hell. Go off. Uh, so we read, of course, <laughs> the iconic, <laughs> the iconic book um, <laughs> called Kiss and Tell by none other than Shannon, Shannon Tweed. Tweed. <laughs> <laughs> so you may just call her a Tweed or <laughs> Shannon. Shannon Tweed. Yes. She is the wife of Kiss frontman Gene Simmons. Oh, but, well, not wife, because they famously oh, no, no, are no, no. never well, married. Get, no, they did get married in, like, 2015. Finally. Oh, wait, she finally got him to get married. Yeah. His whole book is about how he won't marry her, but she's like, and that's okay, and that's what works for us, but honestly, what's the problem with just getting like, married? We're basically deal? married. Like, he needs to be. So, yeah, not only, though, is she the partner of Gene Simmons, like, Kiss frontman, known for his famously long tongue. A.K.A. her second best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Quote Shannon Tweed. Um, she also was a playmate in the 80s Playboy era. Yeah. She, she also is... She dated um, Hugh Hefner. The, she was Playmate of the Year in like 1982. Yeah, she was like Hugh's main girlfriend in 82. Um, and then she was in a lot of softcore porn, which doesn't really exist anymore. As she said, like this, she was in the straight to video, the boom of she, the straight she to could video. Say the era. straight to video market. She was like, the straight to video market was a really good market. It was really good. <laughs> she was like, look. Now everything is bigger. DVDs, the quality is amazing. <laughs> that whole section, which she's just. <laughs> <laughs> the sex is sexier. The sex is hornier. The explosions are louder. The the sound is crisper. And she's not wrong. No, it's very like ultra, like a DVD with like ultra boom 4X 4K sound. <laughs> now in your home theater. Um, so you know she's also very just like had been in one episode on like every you know from Wings to Frasier, the Parkers. They never elevated her to like even like a series regular on any of those things. It's like she always no. stayed at this kind of random level of fame. I remember Skin, like, do you remember people called it Skinamax? Oh, yeah. Because it was like Cinemax Cin- after 11 Skinamax. p.m. 
And it would be these movies where it was like you were seeing like ass. You were seeing like the back of an ass. And it would be like sex scenes. And like you were seeing kind of like motion, but not like hardcore penetration. And definitely not seeing the penetration shot. Well, her most series regular was on Days of Their Lives and um, the show Falcon Crest. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of jump in the in the middle here. Um, Cold Sweat. This is a classic, like, Skinamax. Night Eyes 3, Indecent <laughs> Behavior, Scorned, Model by Day, Possessed by Night, Hard Vice, Night Fire, Illicit Dreams, Indecent Behavior Wait. 2, Hotline, it's- Murder She Wrote, No Contest, Victim of Desire, Marker, Body Chemistry 4, Full Exposure, Married with Children, The Dark Dancer, Indecent Behavior 3, Pacific Blue, Electra, White Cargo, No Contest 2, Stormy Nights, Homeboys in Outer Space, Wings, Human Desire, Nash Bridges, Assault on Devis Island, Java Heads the Movie, which I hope is like a coffee thriller. Homeboys in Wait, outer space. I'm dead. Wait, I'm this is the plot of Java Ed's the movie. <laughs> the adventures of a veteran detective on the FDA's Java Squad, immersed what? in the espresso fueled no. coffee no. house culture of Hollywood what? while trying to uncover a rumored black market deal in Jamaican Blue Mountain Coffee. Our detective stakes out Java Head's cafe where the caffeine addicted percolate. No! No, it's a, literally a coffee thriller. What? I'm dying. Sorry, okay. I love movies that are so bad. They're good. <laughs> uh, uh, not espresso. Uh, talk about guilty pleasures. <laughs> I, espresso house fuels. I'm sorry, she could not be more Jenna Maroney. Like that no, list. I was literally like, this is like a 30 Rock montage of like Jenna Maroney's like past movies <laughs> and she's she's in the coffee house just being like we need to find out who's smuggling these beans <laughs> and it's like so many guys in berets being like hey baby do you want to pour over or i'll pour you over <laughs> um also what's so jenna maroney is she she's not from but she grew up next to a town um, in Canada called Dildo. <laughs> <laughs> in Newfoundland. <laughs> in Newfoundland. That, no, that so... is also so Jenna And, I mean, everything. So she grew up um, on a mink ranch. <laughs> <laughs> she, she grew up on a mink farm outside of Dildo, Newfoundland. <laughs> then she moves to Saskatchewan. She becomes an underage, like, Cocktail waitress at some club starts dating a Dutch, a Dutch gay guy. <laughs> Wait, and she's like, "Yeah, like um, our relationship was less about sex and more about fun trips." And he, um, he was like, a window win- dresser at a department store in downtown Saskatoon. <laughs> yeah. Then, and then when she goes, he had a mustache, but I was the beard. <laughs> So what's also great about this book is like she has a true like kind of this low voice. The audiobook was unlike any audiobook I've <laughs> yes. ever heard. She's so conversational. Like it like the asides are like you really feel like she's right there. I've never yeah. heard someone just be like, but <laughs> well, wouldn't that be funny if you really did that? But <laughs> you know how men are. I mean, they're boys. They're twelve-year-old boys, and it's like she—it's like all in that cadence. And you're just like, wow, you're really just like sitting there with a glass of wine, like although yeah, obviously not a glass of wine because well, now she's not sober. a glass of wine because she's sober because she did all of her partying. But at also because mansion, Gene but Simmons, like, Gene Simmons to be sober, is like so like Dudley Do Right, and she's like Gene, Mister Dudley Do Right. He didn't want me to drink, <laughs> so that was that. So she's from. She grows up on a mink ranch. You really, you know, and I, I, you know, you know, oh, mink coat, mink coat. But you're like, how does a mink ranch really work? I mean, minks so are one of uncle, the most violent, like, creatures. They're so vicious and scary and small and creepy. Have you been attacked? <laughs> uh, no, personally, I've never been attacked by mink, mm. but it's one of my greatest fears. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and they have this, this full mink farm that... 
her dad runs, the scene where he just goes down the stall, like the the stalls of Minx, and snaps their necks with his hand one by one. She goes, my daddy could snap a Minx neck with one hand. Yeah, he was a real man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what is happening here? And like, I feel like I started listening to it and I like kind of didn't hear the first time she said Mink. And then, <laughs> and then but and then she's like, yeah, daddy's brother, Rich, he ran, he was a fisherman up in like Saskatoon. Well, he would give daddy all of the chum and the guts and then daddy <sighs> would grind up all the fish chum in a meat grinder <laughs> and feed them to our mink. And, and those they, mink goes, became and the, so strong. The, those mink thrived on that. <laughs> They thrived on that fish chum and that cow bone. <laughs> and then daddy would break their necks. And she's like, and of course, the mink industry was hammered by the invention of synthetic fur in the 60s. <laughs> Wait, that line was like, and as we all know, the age yeah. of synthetic fur. <laughs> <laughs> really did a number on daddy's business. <laughs> but she's like, you know, and I thought. You know, we were doing well, and everyone was like, oh, the Tweed family is so rich because they have a mink ranch. <laughs> you know, so the introduction of this book is also done by Gene Simmons, and it's incredibly horny. And it's about intro. how he met her at the Playboy Mansion, and he was not wearing underwear, and he was like, my member was erect. Was- in my silk pajamas. And I would do anything, and she pays me no mind, and I'm always chasing after her, and I'll do anything for her, and we're still slapping each other's ass, like, constantly. Well, and he provided the father figure that she lost when her dad got in the tragic accident. I mean, the story was very Shania Twain. I was just like, so you're from Canada, you, like, have a manual labor background, and then you're... One of your parents, like, I mean, her parent, both of Shania's parents died in a car accident. This, her dad was, like, permanently disabled from this car accident. Yeah, and then, I mean, the difference, though, it was before, like, the big accident. That's like, true. Shania was, was in a very, like, abusive, sad okay, home. Yeah. Whereas and... she had the perfect ideal of family life in, in Newfoundland. I mean, when you think Newfoundland, you think this family. You think ideal family life. And she saw her parents chasing each other around you know kissing each other like teenagers when she goes um daddy smoked rothman's mama smoked cameo menthols which i preferred (laughs) (laughs) but i'd steal daddy's rothman's and go into the woods and smoke them I was a tomboy. Oh, of course, the the requisite every book about it by a girl. Yeah, I was I, a total tomboy. I was a total tomboy. Skinny and then legs. When she at one point she said there was no one skinnier than me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and again, when we get to her like Playboy days, she's like, yeah, I'm not like other girls skinny and it's just like you look at her now and you're like you're just and the most 80s blonde and when and they're all she was like yeah like they were all doing aerobics like on the playboy lawn it was the beginning of the jane fonda craze of course i didn't need to lose weight it was naturally skinny i could do whatever i wanted but <laughs> yeah it was like oh i was trying to gain but we just did it for fun because it was trendy and we didn't care and we were so hungover and we were so thin and we were so hot <laughs> so we were so hot and sexy and, and horny <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so her, yeah, her dad like like has a tragic accident where they think he's gonna die, but then like actually he lives, which is like worse because then he's in like so much pain. So they move. Her mom goes back to night lab core school. She she goes. They move to Saskatoon because she has to sell the farm because the dad can't really be Make doing all the manual labor anymore. The local banks in Newfoundland won't lend a woman the money. Because it's like 1969. They're like, a, a woman running a mink farm mink all farm? by herself? Are I don't think me? so. We, you're, you're not getting a loan. I'd like to see you snap a mink with one arm. So th- um, <laughs> It made me think of your um, how your mother had to go behind her father's Oh, map. my God. To get the application fee for Stanford. Yeah. And her, and her mom, my grandmother had to go to, like, her separate secret bank account at just, like, the Wells Fargo in, like, whatever, Encino. In, like, a different Encino, like, in West Encino, where I had my secret account. And, like, had to get her the, like, $12.50. It was probably, like, three seventy five actually. Right, to, like, and I got out a check. She got out a check and, like, wrote a check to Stanford. Um, 
but yeah, it was very, you know, it was a different time. It was a different time for women. It's very difficult. But that I thought that was so, you know, perceptive of her, just the way she talked about, you know, she's this daddy's girl. And then the dad is, is totally transformed the accent. It becomes this like, you know, paranoid, angry, sad person who is just lashing out all the time. And she knows she's like, yeah, like getting why he's angry. She's not just like, and then like daddy was angry well because she reunites with him like later which i think is like given her perspective but, yeah um it is very sad because it's just like he had this tragic thing happen to him and then they leave him and then they're like all these teens in saskatoon and, and then she's yeah so being like i don't know girl. how my mom did it you know so you know a lot of sympathy for both of her parents and their struggle, I, I, and that I thought ugh, that was really beautiful. I mean, and I I was actually like you know once again you read these books and you start to learn stuff. I thought about actually this morning I woke up, which I don't mm. know if you ever do in the mornings. You set the alarm, no. the alarm goes off, and I feel like maybe it was partly this book and how sympathetic she was to her parents. But I was thinking about my mother, and the bows. That Bose radio that like every rich parent had in the oh, late with 90s. Oh, five disc in the kitchen with it piles was, of CDs on top. Oh, there's that one. There was one that was just like one disc, but she had that. It was like their clock radio. And I just remember like the NPR like going off at seven in the morning. And of course, like I'm a kid going to school just being like, whatever, kids are always up at six. But like, God, you know how hard that must have been to just be like 40 and you've got two kids, and they're going to school, and you've got a job, and the, it's just all, you know. And they're asking for everything, and I mean, you as a child, I saw it. Oh, Not I was, easy. I know, I was very demanding. Vanilla ice cream, right. grilled cheese, <laughs> vanilla Coke, a lot of vanilla. You scream for the vanilla bean. Right. And was that, you know, you wanted this white picket fence, and, you know, and she has contracts on her mind. Yes. You, and know, you know, she's get got- Get this kid to this school, this kid to that school, ice skating practice. And then she's got to go to the office, and she's got to deal with the men, and she's in a man's world. And, you know, it just, it must have been exhausting, because I know when I have one thing on my schedule, I'm just like, I can't do so- this. And then, of <laughs> Of course, she has to open. please her husband. Oh. <laughs> 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 and there's nothing more difficult. <laughs> Unless they make it easy. Um, you know what? That's actually beautiful. And maybe you should call her after this and just say, hey. Hey, I thanks know. Thanks for getting up in the morning. Thanks for getting up. doing it every day. And every goddamn day. And not falling apart. Yeah, because then she's like, my mom ended up, wait, that was so Canadian. She was like, my mom ended up running like the data lab at like Newfoundland University. What was, it was just so Canadian to like work at a Canadian university. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I don't know, Canadian stuff. Okay, wait, the okay. part of the very beginning of the intro when she was just like, you know, Canadians, wild in the bedroom, conservative in public. <laughs> and I was like, do I? I was like, is that a thing? Um, I do feel like she broke some stereotypes for Canadians. Yeah, like, by being like slutty and fun and like not weird. I mean, she like, is a little bit like saying she's so polite or whatever, but she's obviously not. Yeah, she's well in the end when she gets to parenting, she's very just like, and you spank once and then kids get it together. It's very, yeah, very one spank. I mean, she, cause she was spanked once as a child, but she was like, I think it was that time that I like stole, that I like shoplifted something. They have a Clydesdale along with minks and cats and dogs. And the Clydesdale, oh. they realize, is sinking into their family pond slash bog. Yeah. And they spend all day trying to get the Clydesdale like out of the bog. Out of, the- but they, literally can't and so then the dad this before the accident tells all the kids to go away and he has to shoot the Clydesdale that part was crazy to me I'm just like (laughs) it's so stuck in the mud you have to shoot it I know I was like really we can't call like the volunteer fire department or like get a tow truck or like a shovel something something. like how stuck (laughs) not that I've ever (laughs) how stuck are y'all not that I've ever tried to get a Clydesdale out of the mud, but like <laughs> it seemed 
I don't know. I was like, I don't know. You kind of maybe jumped the gun on this. But you know what? I wasn't there in the 60s. It's a really small town. Yeah. And it's very just like, oh, well, we'd have to get a rope from St. John's, which is like a four-hour ferry ride away. Right. So. We're simply going to have to shoot the Clydes. It just, yeah, I, I agree. That seemed crazy to me. So, okay, second thing about her childhood that before we move on to the Playboy Mansion is that she was always eating discarded gum, and she thinks that's why she has a great immune system to this day. She would just be, like, finding gum around. And I was like, mm, maybe that's tea. Maybe that's tea, and I agree. Like, I'm, you know, not someone that's so germs, anti-germs, and I feel like I don't get sick a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we're obviously, many studies have been written about this, but, like, we're raising kids to be way, way over-sanitized today, and so they're just not building up immune systems. Let your kids eat gum off the ground. Yes, dirty Period. gum. Dirty the gum. Okay, so... Shout out to the gum home. community, um, and... And... Any pond experts write in and whether you think that they were being overdramatic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she she goes to LA. She like, it's very like she gets discovered. Like she like starts modeling in like local magazines and then like goes to a Playboy like casting call. Yeah. Then, she wins like Miss Ottawa. And yeah, then, also oh, it's, and like, then she of, wins Miss Toronto. It's very 80s where she's like already like co owning a bar, but it's like, ugh, I was just a waitress. But I co owned a bar with my like Toronto linebacker boyfriend named Shannon's. I mean, it, it's very like you you were hot. And in Canada, that could get you pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> When you're a dild, a Saskatchewan 10. Yeah, when you're a Saskatoon 10, like, you're a Toronto 9, like, that's pretty good. Right, so she wins Miss Toronto and then heads to Los Angeles. And it seems like almost immediately she's at the Playboy Mansion because she's already, like, she's been picked to, like, be in a spread. And then, yeah, I feel like it's like there's a photo. Well, there was like a photographer who was a Playboy photographer who was like really believed in her and was like, "We're gonna get in this. We're getting you in Playboy. Like it's happening. We're getting the shot." And then she like goes to the mansion to meet half, and pretty quickly, like she at one point, he's like the main chick. She becomes the main chick. She has well, first she has a threesome with him and Sandra because right because hot. Because, like, Hef, like, invites her over. He's like, Sandra and I would like to know if you would like to spend some time with us. And then she's like, and I did spend time with them. And I enjoyed it. Yeah, this book, I mean, all over, very sex positive. Yeah. (laughs) She's always just being like, yeah. And, like, that's when I learned oral sex with my Ukrainian neighbor. And he oh, was yeah. amazing at it. And would I kill my daughter if she oh, yeah. was getting eaten, eaten out, out in the back of the sure. VW bug, like at yeah. age 13? Absolutely. But, like, lo and behold, like the next boyfriend loved oral sex. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting eaten out all over the place. Constantly, all over Canada. I Do you think, I feel like that's also like how it's kind of a passing the torch, like with Hef to become the main girl is like, once he's had a main girl for a while. I mean, obviously there's constant threesomes, but I feel like then it's like threesome and then... Well, as she describes it, like it's like this competition and you actually like, there's always girls nipping at your heels. Oh, the, the, the language she used was insane when she said he let Sandra go. Like he literally fired her. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's like, a job. And it, it, it is a job because you live at the mansion and you have all of the perks of living at the mansion and, like, when you're the main girlfriend, like, you have the most perks. And, like, you have the most access to all the secret rooms. And, like, you have all the breakfasts and the clothing allowance and, like, everything you want. Okay, when she but talks, you have the most, like, work to do also. Right, because you have to, like, be the girlfriend at all the parties. The infamous Midsummer Night's Dream Party, which is, like, always the pivotal moment in her life. I know. In, like, and she's like, well, then it was next year's Midsummer Night's Dream Party. But then even, like, at the end of the book, she's like... Gene and I don't go out very much. Well, we did go back to the Midsummer Night's Night's Dream Party last month. (laughs) Sure was fun. Those times were crazy. But now I don't drink. I go to bargaining and I go to Spago with my children. (laughs) Celebrity Book Club. 
This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. <laughs> there are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. So she's always drinking this drink um, at the Playboy Mansion called... A B-52. And she says it constantly. She's like, we were drinking so many B-52s. I don't know what we were doing. The schedule at the mansion's insane. It's She's like, so we stay up till 5 a.m. like doing drugs and drinking B-52s. Everyone is having an orgy. Then I wake up at 1 p.m. the next day. We go to an aerobics class on the lawn. <laughs> then we like talk about what we're going to wear, get up to hijinks, like steal each other's clothes, like braid each other's hair, like finger no, each it, other. No, like it's such then- a joke. Like they're literally <laughs> having like pillow fights and underwear then doing Thai bow then like all just like eating strawberries and like champagne and being like mm, the strawberry is so sweet and then like they all hop onto like Hugh's bed and like have a foursome like, a, a five some <laughs> and then are like wear these like silk PJs and, the, and everything is like huh, I could see his member uh, yeah, showing itself. He was wearing no underwear. If you know what I'm saying, I'm like, I get I, it. I absolutely do know what you're saying. <laughs> um, the part where Hef was lounging in bed eating a Delmonico steak and melon balls, and then she goes, "He loved melon, but only in balls." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's so the entire Playboy Mansion feels so edible arrangements. Like I feel <laughs> yes. like there's edible arrangements everywhere you look. No, I mean, fruit needs to be presented with whimsy. Yes. Like, it needs to be carved. It needs to be on a stick. I mean, that's so grotesque. I can't imagine Hugh just, oh, a huge slice and kind of making his way down. No, of course. Style. That, that there's, there's nothing dignified about corn cobbing a green melon. <laughs> it absolutely needs to be in ball form, especially if you're eating it in bed. I mean, steak in bed is also, frankly, insane. No, steak, but I think it's like... The 80s and it's early 90s so, were the are so age huge. Of, tray. I mean, you breakfast in bed. Have I, you ever had breakfast in bed? Well, we would Not be surprised. Yes. Like, well, I feel like we were always bringing it to my mom as like reward for her being mom. It was oh, always just like that is very much. I've done, I did that before as a kid. It's like Mother's Day. And I feel like so many times my mom got gifts of like different trays for different areas. Like we gave her like a tray for the bathtub once. Mm. And I feel like maybe I like on a day when I maybe was home alone, I would have like gotten into her bed and like used the tray and been like naughty mom. 
wait, stop. Like <laughs> the tray was there. Like it did the tray didn't get brought back down. It's like the tray's there and you get No, I no, open. I would I would have like I made myself the whole like Mother's Day experience. So I like made my wait, own I'm waffle <laughs> and then and then went and like brought the tray up to my mom's bedroom because there was like a TV in there and then lay in her bed with the tray. <laughs> it was just on one of the like many days I was faking sick. <laughs> I'm dying, recreating the Mother's Day experience. And like, it's definitely you at like nine and like talking, being like, oh, what a caseload I had today. Mm. (laughs) Finally, but it's like Coke and you're having like a Pop-Tart or something. And you're like, mommy's medicine. Finally. (laughs) I don't think it was fully cosplaying, mom. (laughs) You were like like, getting on the phone, just being like, you're fired. Sell. Bye. Um, okay, so he eats melon balls in bed. He has a private <laughs> porn video library. And um It sounds like Hef is also shooting a lot of his sex, like regularly. Yeah, she was like, we would film a ton of it. Uh just kind of crazy. It's just like a crazy to be like, I'm a 20-something with fake tits and I'm having so many dairy shots. I'm having 10 B52s. 10 P52s, and then I'm getting railed on camera. I'm doing tons of coke. I'm full of cream. <laughs> when she's the part where she's like, Yeah, there was Jim Belushi with a cocaine bullet up each nostril and a girl oh. on each arm. And then she'd just be like, Yeah. And then Bill Cosby gave hash to my teenage sister who and was visiting. Mm hmm. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Bill Cosby. Bill just... Cosby. She's like, Everyone was there. And you're just like, Mm hmm. Uh huh. Um, her teen sister who did end up. Who married Diana Ross's brother, but is now married to the head of Interscope Records. Yeah, go off, girl. I mean... Oh, she's fine. (laughs) She's totally good. Uh, But so, basically, after a year of, you know, fun in the sun and melon balls, she gets an audition for Falcon Crest. Yeah, okay. And you best believe that she had to go to her first day of shooting at Falcon Crest the day after the next Midsummer Night's Dream party. (laughs) And so, she, and then Hugh flew her on a private plane to go shoot, and then all of her other cast members were just like, "You're so random. You just like flew here. <laughs> you flew to the Warner Brothers lot from the plane. Oh no, was it because it was in Napa? Napa. <laughs> it was a Napa based series. I mean, it also feels very classic Hugh, and a lot what I was wondering, and uh, maybe we'll learn some soon. You know, in the eighties, to me, Hugh seemed. I feel like less creepy than he was in because it's like one, he's been like 70 forever, but like Hugh to me in the eighties seems more fun than like Hugh in 2005 and like the Kendra. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm hearing Lily is a lot of ageism coming from you and you're thinking, Oh, just because he's perpetually 80, like now it's creepy. Oh, but he was when he was 48 in the prime of his life. <laughs> like that was fun. You know, he had a big heart, and that's what matters. Well, and, you know, she loved Hugh. Pam loved Hugh. Everyone loved Hugh. They didn't really have, you know, and she said, yes, he was like, there's a moment where she's kind of like, yes, he was controlling and was like, you're not allowed to leave. Like, you, if you, it's more about, like, her having to, like, keep up the appearances of being his girlfriend. Yeah. At the, I, I the mean, grotto. the thing when it's controlling, it's very just, like, you know the deal. It's, like, you obviously are, like, paid to be his girlfriend and you get to live at the mansion. And it's less that he's not letting you leave. It's just, like, once you start leaving, he's going to start replacing you with someone else. And it's, like, that's kind of more the vibe where it's, like, he's not stopping you from leaving, but he's not going to stay with you if you, like, try to be independent. No, and there was, like, one time where she's, like, I was being followed, but she's also kind of, like, Yeah, that part was, yeah, she's so, who cares? She was, like, oh, yeah, I think his security was, like, tailing me, but. And she was, like, (laughs) then I looked up. It was actually Hugh's security. Hey, Hugh. Yeah. And she was like, look, I couldn't just, you know, wake up at one and eat melon balls all day long. Well, she gets the gig on Falcon Crest. And so Hugh gets her an apartment, gives her, you know. He buys her Louis Fourteenth furniture, like a whole set of like big, heavy dressers and chairs for her new apartment. And it's like, that's a nice, you know, that's nice of him. Yeah. And then gives her kind of a check. And then she does 
Falcon Crest. A year later, it's the Midnight Garden of Good and Evil party or whatever. <laughs> and one of her girlfriends, class, it's like one of her girlfriends, and she meets Jean. And she's just kind of like, who's Kiss? And they're like, you know that song. And she's like, kind of, whatever. Uh, she doesn't give a fuck. And he loves how cool she is and how she's not giving him the time of day. And then she brings him into this like basement at the Playboy Mansion because she knows all the secret passageways. And she's figuring, like, yeah, I guess we're just going to like fuck in this basement. And then he's just like, but I didn't want to. Like, I wanted to see her again. So he and doesn't. She's fuck her kind on the of sketched table. the fact that, like, well, first he's like, "Am I not getting like a kiss goodnight?" And she was like, "No, you're getting laid tonight." Like she was ready to fuck. Yeah, she was just kind of like, "Whatever, you're a random rock star." Um, and he needed to prove himself to her that he actually was in it for long haul, which he did. And then he like tries to come like show up at her. Well, there's a whole really like rom-com eighties thing where he's she's like also it's very the era when you can just walk onto a flight and like there's no security. She's like, My flight is at eleven, so you have to show up like at ten if we're gonna have breakfast. And he's like, I'm gonna bring you an amazing breakfast of caviar and champagne. And then it's a whole confusion. She gives him like her joke number for like ugly guys. Blah blah blah. They like they figure it out and they do end up together and they just have this storybook romance but it is a little bit just like she realizes like yes he's the kiss front man but it's not what you think he actually is like kind of this goody two shoes Mm -hmm. and is like you can't drink or like go to parties anymore even though i met you at the playboy party classic man Okay, Club Kids, we have a very special treat for you. Something very exciting. Uh, something a little different, because this episode is a little different. And for the very first time in CBC history, we are having a call-in. That's right. A special guest. On the guest phone. On the <laughs> phone. Coming to us remotely, who knows something or two about this topic, who knows a little thing or two about the Playboy Mansion, about the 90s, about the 2000s, about Hollywood, about glamour, about celebrities. Of course, I'm talking about none other than friend of the pod, my cousin, Monica. Hey, guys. How are you? We are so good. You're coming to us live from Los Angeles, California. I'm thrilled to chat with you as we just only met for the first time ever last spring. You're a celebrity in my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I couldn't believe it took us so long to meet. I mean, you've been in the fam for decades and yet not until then. (laughs) Um, Literally decades. And you two met in our show in L.A. and that was so beautiful. And that was like kind of about Los Angeles and how it brings people together and how it's a place of community. And it did. It brought all the cousins together. (laughs) Um, as it has for many years. Um, now, Monica, of course, we brought you on not because not only are you my cousin, but you're sort of a famous Hollywood bad girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you had you had your fair share of times at the Playboy Mansion, as as I recall. I would say that's more accurate than the Hollywood bad girl. My <laughs> friends would laugh at that, but yes. Yes, I have spent many an evening at the Playboy Mansion. So, do you remember the first time you went? The very first time I went, I was not actually on the list. You have to be on the list. I had to sneak in with my girlfriend, Rosa, who you have reviewed her book. Oh, oh my God, Um, of course, Rosa Blasi. (laughs) Obsessed. Yes, Rosa Blasi. Rosa and I, another one of our friends, was dating uh, Michael Bay the director oh and <laughs> they she was watching his dog that she had purchased for him while they were together <laughs> which was a english mastiff and required a denali to drive the dog around it <laughs> they were on the list rosa and i decided we would just jump in the back of the denali and throw mason's dog blanket over us and try to get in that way. So you were basically, the, you were the Mastiff. You were like in the little Mastiff den in the back of the Denali. 
Yes, I was spooning Rosa, me being the bigger spoon, because she's a tiny, tiny woman. Uh, I was spooning Rosa in the back of the Denali under the dog blanket, waiting for the code word of now, now, as soon as we got past the guard gates so that we could jump up, knock the dog hair off of us, fix our lip gloss and get out of the car as if we were invited. Oh, my God. Wait, this is full CIA. So they like roll up. So you're in your sexy outfit and then you're covered in mastiff hair. (laughs) Shake it off. Wait, yeah, what are you wearing? Probably a uh, dress and heels. Something skimpy? No, not really. I tried to not be that girl there because mm. they were everywhere. Mm. And in fact, uh, one time Jamie Foxx pulled me aside at one of the parties and said he thought that I looked really nice. Something like glad to see somebody that was there that had their own sense of style and didn't feel a need to wow. put it all out there. Ooh. So that was nice. Hey. Wow. Little sense of mystery. That was the evening. There's a picture, I think, online somewhere of us with Hef um, at the Playboy party. And it was a Midsummer Night's Dream party. And all the other girls are wearing next to nothing. And I'm wearing a baby blue juicy sweatsuit. Oh my Amazing. god. Wow, that really dates it. <laughs> that puts it at a really specific time. Yes, it was the one piece with the big zipper, not like a two piece. Oh, okay. Oh, it was a one piece. Yeah. And then but you like a jumpsuit. Pull down the zipper a little bit low to show. Not exactly. that low. We had to show off the <laughs> negative cleavage. <there>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it's really actually about like that's how you stand out in a crowd. Everyone's in a bikini. Everyone's in a skimpy skimpy bikini. What were the so like? What were the grounds like? I mean, she so in this book that we just read by the incredible Shannon Tweed, she's like, there's so many secret passageways and like weird tunnels and like crypts and wine cellars and pool bars and like grottos. It was a big property and or is a big property. Is a little confusing to get around, especially because most of the time when you're there, you're having cocktails and whatevers. Um. But there's there were paths to go here and there. There was we spent a lot of time down by the monkey cages. That's where everybody smoked pot. We would go down by the monkey cages. Whoa, 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 whoa! And, whoa. and then when you say monkey cages, there are monkeys in there. Or is that just kind of a term for an area? Oh no, there's monkeys in there, and the monkeys like to be. They liked it when everybody would come around and smoke weed at the monkey cages. Wow, I mean, this really does sound like as debaucherous as everyone says it is. There's just girls in bikinis and monkeys. Yeah, I would have been happier if they were in bikinis. There was a lot of completely naked women in body paint towards the end. Oh, wow. Towards the end of when I stopped going. What year was around this? 2000s? The last time was probably early, early 2000s. Like somewhere between 2000 and 2002. And that was the body paint era. Were you seeing people like fucking on the grounds? Um, You could, but usually that it wasn't just like out and about all over the place uh, that definitely went on in the grotto my eyes burned many times when i would step in there and then go why the heck did i come in here <laughs> wow well i feel like i have a much better understanding of the mansion yeah, of the manch. i've heard those stories before but just to hear them all together at once it's like wow it really was a time a time in history it really was and i have to say i look back on some of those days as some of the most fun evenings I've had. I mean, it does sound like an obstacle course. The one where, I mean, you're literally <laughs> yeah. sitting, like, having, you know, drinks, watching girls fall. You're Absolutely and- an obstacle course. And for your foodies, the best stuffed mushrooms I've ever had. Ooh. I was going to ask what the food was served at these parties. It was always the same kind of things. Um, the caterers would just do... You know, for the big parties, it seemed like there was always the same kind of menus, but I was always a big fan of the white chocolate truffles and the stuffed mushrooms. Mm, I mean, that's... Because it was just like yeah. finger foods. Right, little past apps. I'm imagining yeah. like crab tarts. No. There was crab tarts, perhaps. There was, it was like a, you know, a station. They didn't really have people... There wasn't a lot of eating going on there. I think it was mostly my girlfriends and I that were like trying to get warm, <laughs> trying to... Get some food. That you know, would be us too. To, uh, a shrimp, shrimp cocktail. I imagine, right? There must have been yes, some shrimp. We in always there. drank champagne when we were there because why not drink the Playboy Mansion champagne than anything else? But you could have. There was a full open bar. You could have whatever you wanted. So 
Anyway, enjoy. I don't want to keep you. I know you guys are doing your thing. Okay. I love you, Monica. Love you too. Bye, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Celebrity Book Club. A Midsummer Night Segments party. How does she live? What does she wear? What does she eat? What does she eat? Uh, she can eat whatever she wants because she's so thin and she goes to Barry's boot camp and she goes to Billy Blank's Tybo and she's like, <laughs> she's very on, she's very like on trend exercise. Like I'm sure now she yes. does Soul Cycle. She's doing like Pilates and Soul Cycle. Well, I went to her Instagram as you call, um, off book research yeah and she like posted some just like healthy choices frozen pesto chicken tortellini or whatever and her caption was just like while the mouse like while the mouse the cat is away the mouse will eat for one how she wants and i feel like that's just like gene simmons on tour and her being like i'm not cooking tonight i'm making like a lean cuisine she's like so 90s she's so 90s but i'm sure she's also like doing daily harvest or whatever because she got a coupon and like her daughter is such an insane influencer the kids did you look up the kids yeah, the, so the daughter, like, has a song and was on, like, the Canadian Billboard charts. She has, like, the, the fakest music career. She came up with a song called Black Mirror, inspired by the TV show in 2016 that has, like, a dance remix. And then it's, like, and then she was, like, posting something. She was on, like, Toronto Amazon charts just being, like, my <laughs> my new, like, random Spotify single that's so just, like, Trap House, like, fake song is out. And I feel like she's doing one song a year that's like a collab. Yes, and she's pu- and Shannon is so proud of her. I also think like Shannon is because like definitely when this book was written, like she's not acting and is just kind of mom. And it does sound like she is actually just like cooking a lot and is making like chicken a la fresca and like an arugula salad. And then when she goes out, I mean, she's very just like a couple of my girlfriends and I were at Spago. For sure. And she's indulging in pasta and... Yeah, she's eating a healthy portion of like a portioned pasta. Yeah, she's, she's not cutting portions. it out. Um, but of course, she doesn't drink anymore because Jean told her not to. Okay, what does she wear? Um, she's just like skimpy, fun. Yeah, skimpy, cut. fun tops. Like I feel like it's like a white rib sweater that's like plunging low. Lots of beaded jewelry, like beaded belts. Well, and she talks about how, like, Gene, I mean, this is so, like, him being so a classic rich guy, like, he doesn't like spending money, and he, like, doesn't buy her Christmas presents, and then one time she, like, forces him to buy her Christmas present, she's like, and I really wanted this, like, Edwardian cross. She's kind of doing, like, gothic diamond Well, this gets ring. into how they live, because I actually think that they probably used to be a lot more, I think her natural state is more, like, the Osborne family, like they are more like crosses and goth and heavy furniture. And she had the Louis yes. 15th, like big chests. But because I think that she's so like on trend, I feel like now she's way more selling Sunset Mansion and is just being like modern, like light floors and dark gray furniture and like glass walls. And it's is just being more like. Yeah. And I think she has a lot of like different like pools and grottos. And like she talks about how like Jean. It's also him being like, oh, I just like, she's like, he doesn't know like a Motel 6 from a, like a, you know, a Hilton. Right. And he's like, I want a dome. And she's like, I need a grotto. And he doesn't get like understand when we had to rent our house and like pick different doors. So I think it's, you know, it's California. I think it is like this low, massive sectional. Yeah. I do feel like it's a lot of like inner waterworks happening. Yeah. I think there's water features. It's inter outdoor space. But I don't think, I think they've gotten rid of all of the like, I bet they Huge used to have gothic. more he- gothic heavy stuff. And that's kind of all gone. Yeah, and, and she's she keeps just like, the now I go memorab- to Soul Cycle, and the Kiss memorabilia is in his own Kiss office. Yeah, and she was like, you don't see me putting up like all of my like Playboy like cutouts all over the house, and it's like that's a good point. And they definitely have really high security because they both had stalkers in the past, as she mentioned, and that <laughs> nanny stole from them out of their wall safe. <laughs> yeah, so they one of their nannies who was named like Lisa, um, like stole from them or had like a boyfriend steal from them out of the wall safe that she references. And I was like, damn, I need a wall safe. I mean, I love anything that's hidden behind a picture frame no i mean the the a faux library library yeah no i'm actually i can't wait till i can install a speakeasy in my own home (laughs) 
And have a cabinet of curiosities. <laughs> they also get sued by like one of their housekeepers that they fire after like two years because they can't afford her anymore. Even though obviously like they're so rich, but I do feel like Jean is like, we don't need these two housekeepers. And then this housekeeper, she spends a full chapter, like honestly, the last chapter of the book is her being like, she accused us of both sexually assaulting her, and that is not true. And you're like, okay, you're like, what yeah, I don't. Is this? I don't think there? you sexually assaulted this housekeeper, but this is also random that you're spending like a full chapter defending. It. Yeah, it's a little bit like me thinks that doth protest too much, and really, what went on with the housekeeper? Um, okay, I I honestly give this book four and a half midsummer night stream parties out of five. I'm like, this book was really fun, and it was it was perceptive the audiobook was just so like dry and and it's so dry she has such a humor and it's not what makes it i agree i give it um 4.5 um dead snapped (laughs) minks out of five is you know it has yes kind of this rough childhood but it's not it's it's really not that rough and like it gives you a glimpse into this you know 80s b actress just I, that life. And she's funny, too, you know? She has a sass. I love her attitude about work and life and fame and family and, like, doing what you want when you want her whole, you know, the, the philosophy around this, like, she doesn't ask him where he's been or what he's been up to and then... Trust. Trust, trust. in a marriage. In a non-marriage. In a non-marriage, in any relationship. And just like, and, and, and you know, sometimes that causes friction and there's jealousy. But, you know, you work through that and you have fun with that too. Well, right. And I think she's saying there is. She's like, oh, and I know, like, there are groupies. Though I did watch this clip where they're on the Joey Behar show and she walks off because she's, like, done with his lifestyle and, like, but, photographing you know, that's with part women. of their kink. They're part of their kink is going on the Joy Behar that's, show. Yeah. And, like, How having How they keep this, it going. Yeah, having this, like, tiff. No, the last sentence of the book that I was like, oh, are we done here? Is the man still turns my crank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Who are you in the book? Oh, who are you in the book? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm her m- m- mustachioed window dresser husband. <laughs> yeah, you're. And, oh, and she says something. She's like, "Look, I forget if this was a different boyfriend who cross dressed." She was like, "Look, the sex was the same." She's very. She's being kind of pretty queer. She's like, "The sex was the same. Only it was probably better for him because like he was getting his rocks off because he was like dressed as share while we were fucking." Oh right. But, like I didn't care. It's uh, fine. Yeah. She's. So- super queer yeah so you're the window dressing canadian in saskatoon you're my cousin yeah i am monica like under this dog blanket <laughs> <laughs> that's also both of us sneaking in yeah um okay well you guys uh yeah read live... and uh, it's a fun really good fun for a drive it's a, it it's a really fun audio book. And a half hours on audio so yeah Shannon so it's, Tweed. it's a really nice audio length um if you're maybe driving to Albany this weekend. Or Ottawa. Yeah. Toronto. Montreal. It's actually half the trip to Montreal from New York. Yeah, you could listen to it twice. <laughs> really committed to memory. <laughs> okay, well, over and out, bunnies. Um, best. Best. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects. The show is produced by Benjamin Frisch, with editorial support from Leon Nafonk, Andrew Parsons, Arlene Revelo, and Madeline Kaplan. Our production manager is Persia Verlin. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips NY. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review and don't forget to tell your friends. Well, about us. And don't forget to go to patreon.com for access to the VIP Lounge, our exclusive bonus podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to steal a moment for yourself before the week ahead. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.